Loving God, we pray that you will give us ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to love. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So this has kind of been a whirlwind of a weekend. Uh, this time yesterday, I and a few other people I see here were all out at Camp McDowell uh, for the women's retreat, and some of us have come back to uh, fulfill our ministries here in the nave this morning. Um, but it was a lovely time. Uh, it was about 50 women from St. Stephen's who made up uh, our way up to Camp McDowell this weekend, uh, some for the whole weekend. Some are there this morning having Eucharist uh, led by Catherine and Donna Brooks. Uh, and so uh, I got there about 6.30 Friday evening and walked into the Holy Comforter Lodge and we had enough people. We were in a few different lodges there in the, around the circle of Miller Commons and there were already about 10 people gathered there in my lodge and they were sharing dinner and stories by this blazing campfire that uh, I think she's our master fire starter. Connie uh, kept going uh, strong throughout the weekend. Um, and as the evening unfolded, we shared stories and laughter and people changed into their cozy pajamas and slippers. And it was kind of like a slumber party except for uh, grown-ups. Uh, some of us went outside into the freezing cold on Friday night to look up into that pitch black sky and just be amazed for a few moments at the vastness of the universe and how many stars you can see out there far from the city lights of Birmingham under the dark skies out in the woods at Camp McDowell. So then yesterday morning uh, after we woke up later than probably most of us normally do and shared a leisurely breakfast together in our cabins, we all gathered over in Pratt uh, Hall in Miller Commons to listen to Melinda, who also, like me, has quickly come back today to sing in the choir. And Melinda shared some of her essays with us. See, I am calling them essays, right? That's important. Um, and she picked ones that were meant to help us reflect on our retreat uh, theme of joy. And as Melinda shared with us, joy is not only found in those extraordinary kind of mountaintop moments in life, that true joy is to be found in the beauty of all of those ordinary moments and interactions that we have with one another as we go about our daily lives. And I think that this is not just true of joy, but that's also true of love that love is often found really in all of those ordinary moments that together make a life. In our scripture readings for today, we hear a well-loved and oft-quoted passage from 1 Corinthians 13. Probably a lot of you have heard it in the context of weddings. It's one of the choices for readings in our marriage rite. Um, but it really applies not only very well to marriage relationships, but really to all of the relationships of our lives. At the beginning of the passage, we hear about extraordinary things, superpowers, if you will, speaking in tongues of mortals and angels, having prophetic powers, understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and having faith that can move mountains. But we also hear that none of these extraordinary abilities, these superpowers, makes any difference if they are not done with love. 
In truth, it is the ordinariness of love that has the potential to make what is seemingly most ordinary in our lives, breaking bread and sharing stories and spending time together into something that is truly extraordinary. So some of you all know I like to go hiking and running, and a lot of times, well, sometimes I choose to just do it in silence and kind of hear the sounds of nature, but sometimes I'll listen to podcasts, and lately I've been listening to music more while I'm out hiking or running, and a song that has come up in one of my SiriusXM channels that I have uh, on my app, uh, a song that's come up a lot lately that I've paid attention to is a song back from 2017. You may not be familiar, so I'll walk you through it. It's a collaboration between Coldplay and the Chainsmokers, and that may be the first time that you've heard either of them referenced in a sermon. So the song is called Something Just Like This. And so the premise of the song is that there's this guy who doesn't see himself as having much in common with ancient mythic superheroes, let alone with modern-day blockbuster comic superheroes. This is how the lyric goes. I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts, Spider-Man's control and Batman with his fists. And clearly, I don't see myself upon that list. Now, the song is kind of an imagined dialogue. I mean, it's all you know, sung with the lead vocals of Chris Martin, but it's an imagined dialogue between this man who doesn't see himself as a superhero and a woman who replies that, that that's okay because as her lyric goes, I'm not looking for somebody with superhuman gifts, some superhero or some fairy tale bliss. In the song, she's reassuring him that she's not looking for someone with superpowers, that she's just looking for someone that she can turn to. In other words, someone who's going to be there in the day-to-day, -day, someone reliable, someone who shows up with the kind of things that we hear Paul writing about in 1 Corinthians 13, the ordinary traits that set the standard for extraordinary love, someone who has real superhuman gifts like patience and kindness and humility and truthfulness. I'm going to cite another person you probably haven't heard cited in a sermon. You can judge whether he's a theologian or not. So Stan Lee, who's the creative powerhouse who has influenced and created many of the heroes in the Marvel superhero universe, wrote this about what traits he takes into account when creating a superhero. A superhero is a person who does heroic deeds and has the ability to do them in a way that a normal person couldn't. So in order to be a superhero, you need a power that is more exceptional than any power a normal human being could possess. And you need to use that power to accomplish good deeds. I try to make the characters seem as believable and realistic as possible. In order to do that, I have to place them in the real world, or if the story is set in an imaginary world, I have to try to make that imaginary world as realistic seeming as possible so the character doesn't exist in a vacuum. He has to have friends, enemies, people he's in love with, people he doesn't love, just like any other human being. I try to take the superhero and put him in as normal a world as possible, and the contrast between him and his power and the normal world 
is one of the things that makes the stories colorful and believable and interesting. Now, if you think about that for a minute, it kind of sounds like God the Father sending Jesus, like the Son, to be incarnate, walking around among us in this normal context, and the contrast between him and the rest of the world is what gets our attention, and there's where we learn about the love of God. And we, too, are kind of like these characters that Stan Lee is talking about. We have friends. Maybe some of us even have some enemies. We have people we love, and then some people we really don't, but that we're still, still supposed to try. We're just like any other human being. And yet, as Christians, we are called to follow Jesus, who is most definitely not like any other human being. Now, in today's gospel from Luke, we hear Jesus being run out of his own town because of how he was using his divine superpowers to spread God's love and light, and in so doing, he was turning the kingdoms and the powers and the authorities of this world upside down. And since we're supposed to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, who was a superhero who could turn water into wine, restore sight to the blind, help the lame walk, make the sick well, and even cast out some demons for good measure. Today in Luke, we find him also about to be hurled off a cliff by an angry mob. And then the next thing we know, he just passes through the midst of them and goes on his way. Now, of course, Jesus could do all these things because Jesus is the ultimate superhero. He's fully human and fully divine. And so it can seem very unattainable for us who, are not, who don't have the fully divine part going on to be able to follow in those footsteps of Jesus, who had all of these divine powers even as he walked the earth fully in human form. So how are we supposed to live a life that puts us to follow Stan Lee's philosophy of superheroes in clear contrast with the normal world? Well, there is one superpower that we can choose to fully exercise, and that is that we do have the ability to love. Love is the superpower that allows us to set aside our own wants and not only insist on our own way. Love is the superpower that allows us to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Paul declares that the spiritual gifts of prophesying, speaking in tongues, and possessing all knowledge, all of those will pass away. But love is the spiritual superpower that we can keep going and living into forever and ever. Now, now to return to the Coldplay song that I referenced at the beginning, the woman in the imagined dialogue actually begins by asking two questions. She says, where do you want to go and how much do you want to risk? Before she reveals that she's not looking for someone with superhuman gifts. And this lyric, this question of how much do you want to risk, points us toward an important point to remember when we decide to pursue Christ's way of love that choosing to love always involves risk. Look at what happened to our ultimate love superhero, Jesus. He was run out of town 
by some of the people who should have been most loving and loyal to him, the people he grew up alongside in his own hometown. Any time that we are choosing to put someone else's needs ahead of our own by choosing to act toward them with patience and kindness and humility, any time we are choosing to bear all things, hope all things, believe all things, at the same time, we are also choosing to take some pretty massive risks in our relationships with other people. We risk our love being rejected. We risk our love being taken advantage of. We risk our love not being returned. Anytime we take the risk of loving, there's always the chance that we will not be loved in return. But here is the truth that we need to stubbornly cling to in all of the risk-taking that we do for the sake of loving each other as Christ has first loved us. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide these three. And the greatest of these is love. As we close this morning, I'd like us to reflect and make our prayer these words from Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who once declared, and I pray that this will be our prayer each day. Not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. Amen. Amen.